What is it about stories that compel us to watch until the end, to binge watch an entire season of a show? Are we hardwired for story? And does this have anything to do with our participation in the grand story of human existence? Spoiler alert, there's no predisposition in us that is not related to the realization of the meaning of life. Hollywood blockbuster movie formula, no exception. Any great Hollywood movie director will tell you that there's really only one story, or should we say one meta scaffolding into which different details are filled in. Whether it's a 30-second clip, a blockbuster movie like Star Wars, or a story like the Torah with over 70,000 words. Every satisfying composition must follow this formula. German playwright Gustav Freytag called it exposition, rising action, climax, falling action, and denouement. Professor Joseph Campbell called it the hero's journey in which in every story, the protagonist must transition from what he called the ordinary world to the special world. And of course, the really satisfying stories are those in which this structure is hidden in every sentence, paragraph, chapter, and the whole like fractals. We have a deep, deep, deeper than our threshold of awareness need for this algorithm to unfold again and again. This is why we binge watch shows. This is why we have to watch until the end. So all the great artists, directors, advertisers, marketers have realized that we're hardwired for story. But why? Perhaps we ourselves are in a story like some show that we're binge watching and our deepest desire, even hidden from ourselves, is to see its unfoldment. What if we're in this story of human existence and at the last moment, like in a brilliant thriller that we're binge watching the whole season, we discover that everything that happened in life, every scene in humanity's existence was purposeful and everything suddenly clicks together meaningfully and beautifully. Now, perhaps there's no author that's done it quite to such perfection where every single detail weaves in purposefully and clicks together harmoniously. However, there is an author, a director, who's greater than any known to man, and that is the author of our universe, our existence, our lives and what lie beyond this reality. Exposition. Every story has to begin by showing the protagonist in ordinary life what life is like before something crazy is going to happen to them that's going to launch them onto an adventure and entry into a new special world they've never known before. In a movie like The Secret Life of Pets, it's that they live in the master's apartment and they've never really been beyond their city block. In Star Wars, it's the poor boy on the lonely desert planet with a broken family. In the Torah, it's Moses raised in the house of Pharaoh. And if it's us, it's that we're born into this cruel world and deep down from childhood, we have this aspiration of what we would like to be. And usually the world shows us that, no, you can't be exactly what you want to be, but we're going to show you what your limitations are and what you'll be able to be, what you'll be able to achieve. And as hard to believe as it is, every protagonist has just one limitation stopping them from leaving the ordinary world and entering the special extraordinary world, and that is the ego, the will to receive for oneself. In the story of human existence, most of us stay stuck at this exposition stage of the story. Next must start the rising action portion of the plot. This is where in Star Wars, R2-D2 comes with a mission, find Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or in the Torah, 
the creator appears to Moses as the burning bush. Or in our story, something called the point in the heart, which is a different desire than any of our other desires, arises in us. And it's a call. It's a faint, distant call, a whisper even, for us to reach our destiny, the purpose of our lives, which is to escape, transcend the ordinary world that we've lived in for millions of years, lifetimes and lifetimes, and transcend to the extraordinary special world, the upper world that's called the spiritual world, refusing the call. At the next stage in the plot, we must refuse this call. The protagonist has to refuse the call at first. In Star Wars, Luke doesn't want to go find Obi-Wan. He's got other things to do. In the Torah, Moses tells the creator that he's unable to do this mission that's asked of him to lead the people out of the land of Egypt to the land of milk and honey. He's unable to because he can't express himself. He's heavy-tongued. And in our story, in which we are actually the protagonist, we don't immediately heed the call. This point in the heart awakens, this different desire that's different. It doesn't want anything in this world. It wants something from the upper world. We don't heed it immediately. Rather, usually we try to put this desire out, cover it up with different kinds of pleasures and not realize it immediately. Meeting the Mentor Now, in every plot somewhere, there has to be a meeting of the mentor, meaning someone who knows the laws, the strange laws of this special world that the protagonist is about to enter. It's Obi-Wan in Star Wars. In the Torah, the mentor is the creator himself who gives Moses and the people of Israel several harrowing exercises to go through with Pharaoh and then gives them special laws pertaining to the baking of breads that they must do before they can exit Egypt into the desert where there are new special laws. And in our story, it's Kabbalists who have experienced the upper world, know its laws, and must give to us these special conducts by which we will be able to exist in that upper world. Climax, crossing the threshold. The most pivotal and also dangerous point is the climax. This is the birth, like a birth in our world is quite dangerous. This is where the protagonist overcomes some internal obstacle, their ego, and exits above their fears into a new world, the extraordinary world, where there are strange new laws. For the pets in The Secret Life of Pets, this is exiting out of the structure that was created by their masters into a broad, new, expansive, big world. It's Luke's exit from his planet, it's the Hebrews' escape from Egypt, and it's our escape from the ego that controls us in every moment and entering into the upper world. This is called crossing the Maxon. Falling action. Every plot must end with what's called the falling action portion and the denouement. This is where we exit the extraordinary world. We exit the main scene. And we as if start over, but with new powers, forces, and understanding. In Star Wars, Luke and company return to the ordinary world, but now bearing the force. And we know this isn't the ending of the story. In the Torah, Moses, the protagonist, seemingly dies, but now the protagonist becomes the people of Israel in whom Moses lives. And now his spirit lives on, and this people must learn to live as one man and one heart, thus becoming as one the protagonist himself. And this is our destiny too 
to become one, to become the protagonist together with all of humanity and all of the parts of reality, still vegetative, animate, and speaking, to all become one creation, the protagonist of the great story of existence. This is seemingly the ending of our story, but it's actually the beginning of a much better one. So next time you're watching a really enthralling movie or show, look for this structure because it's definitely there. Or even better yet, start trying to feel how you're actually in this structure, which is built into the story of existence, and how you can pass yourself more quickly through the phases of this plot. 